camper because my drone crashed. Do you remember this? Oh my God. Yeah. I remember is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Now well, that we're that's all just, okay. That's just plain. Now mean. that we're all okay. <laughs> well, I bought it last September. I was like, oh, I'll be good by the time October rolls around and then decided to oh. become possessed and hurl itself 50 miles an hour into a tree. And then DJI had the audacity to say that it was my fault when it wasn't. And I got, I fought with them and I got a new drone for free. But yeah, you had to, I'm trying to you had fit to two falls into one. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That was hilarious last year. I'm glad everyone's okay. But Yeah, it was really funny, man. <laughs> the funny part is that the person who made fun of me the most saying that I crashed it, even though it was not pilot error, was our good friend who we mention a lot on this show, who's an incredible wildlife photographer, Nooch 10. Mm-hmm. He was and he ruthless. just, he was ruthless about it. And you know what? What's the saying? Goes around, mm-hmm. comes around. Karma. He crashed his drone. He phoned me the other day. He crashed his drone. And I was just like (laughs) so ready to lay into him. But I took the high road. Wow. I was there. He he must have clipped a tree. And then for like an hour, he's like, I don't understand what I clip. I don't understand what I hit. There's no way. He was in the bargaining stage of grief. Yeah, he was. And I was like, dude, (laughs) you hit something. It fell out of the air. And we saw... Dozens of tree branches and pine needles. Not good. <laughs> Not good. And it so, went into the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Karma does exist, people. Well, so while we're on drones, Aaron, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about this week's TPM artwork from our good friend and excellent photographer. Some might call him the Space Cowboy, Colin McGahan. Did I say that right? McGay- Mc- McGahan? I actually don't know. I believe Colin, it's McGahan. underscore, M-C-G-A-H-A-N. I don't know. Space Cowboy Colin. Uh, he's in the show description. He has been on an absolute tear recently with his yeah, drone in the sky, capturing the New England fall. It's uh, mm. And this top Fruity down, Pebbles. this nice drifter with the fog, you know, he kind of left it authentic, didn't blow out the reds. It's nice amber gold, some green still mixed in there. The car's weaving through the S. We love it. Yeah, that's uh, he's killing it with fall. Tons of, Absolutely tons of engagement. It. I don't know how he's doing it, but I'd like to know. I'd like yeah, to I know. I think it's, so Colin, I don't, phone yeah. in, call, let us know. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Fruity Pebbles galore. Yeah, it's just a bowl of Fruit Loops. It looks really cool. Make sure to go check out his page. And I, again, if you're listening on Spotify, it's the only place you can see the artwork. Um, but it is uh, one of many incredible photos Colin has recently posted. So it's like, you know, like a dormant volcano. That's what Colin is right here because he just exploded. Like all of his stuff was always good. But now it's just like I can't avoid it on my feed. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing stuff. He's a good dude, too. We've hung Very out good. many a times. Yes. So many congratulations, Colin, and everyone else. Keep submitting TPM, at, uh, TPM artwork and um, uh, follow the hashtag. It's going well. It's rolling along, catching some steam. Yeah. No congrats from me, though. Colin, go, okay. you know, go take a Go hike. beep yourself. Cool. Yeah. Go beep yourself. I have some sad news. No. There will be a hiatus temporarily tonight of the Bug Hotel. Oh, thank God. 
Yeah, we have a bit of a, I don't know what's going on. I think there was a bit of a fruit fly problem in here for everyone listening to the last episode. I think it was just on the up, but it's really bad. Like as I was setting up, it was fireworks beside me. And I mean, I can't really see myself using a whole bottle of gin or something. That's just not uh, not a place you want to be. So I'm going to get this fruit fly situation or whatever the hell they are under control and we'll hopefully resume for you know next week i mean i guess i should have just left it on because you were it was going to be you suffering but um mm-hmm. you know i'm not sadistic like that i'm grateful i'm grateful so thank you so yeah i suppose um i'll start off before we get into it we're going to talk about today um did i ever tell you i super glued my camera recently no. Yeah, so I, I super glued my camera, so it only shoots in manual now. I can't physically turn the knob or the wheel at the top to anything but manual. It's stuck there permanently. Huh. For real? Yes. For real. Not as a sadistic test of your willpower? No, just, it's just stuck you, there forever. I went wh- to the... Why? I'll, well, the little tiny icon thing fell off. And so I went to super glue it back on gorilla glue, not sponsored. And I guess it seeped down into the mechanism and now it is permanently stuck on manual mode, which I was quite thrilled with actually. <laughs> so, cool. I mean, I think from here on out, I'll, I'll just have to super glue all my cameras that way. It'd be really hard it's if I practice. get my hands on an R5 and I just go get the gorilla Ooh. glue, you know? Yeah. I get it stuck right away. Right away, so no cheating. No I will. I will condone that. Go super super glue your cameras, everyone. Keep it in manual. Do it. All right. Actually, but, we um, don't suggest that. As, okay. as a as a podcast, we don't suggest that. We don't want hate mail and. Well, it's up to you. Um, yeah. you're on a new mic today, aren't you? I'm trying a new thing because you know I'm gonna have to take the S's into my own hands. Uh, I think you're crazy. Aaron thinks that his, uh, when he listens to himself back on this episode, that he's very S-C, Slytherin and snaky. Um, I just think he's he's being self-conscious, but he has a new mic now. No, it's not a new mic. Same mic, but I'm putting it through my uh, Telecon correct, since you're not going to correct it for me. Uh, Mm. Just sort of EQ mixer that I use for gigging. Um, it just gives it a nice little tone. So we'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to AB it, uh, when this comes out and see how it, yes, because all the listeners are very concerned about your tone. Yeah. The audio. I know. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing in podcast land. Don't you think like has to sound good and professional? I think it has to sound good. I think if my voice were a little bit lower, like if we could make it a little lower when you do the mix. I think that would be that would be spot on. Okay. Don't you? Yeah, or you yes, could just so, uh try your best to do a low voice here. No, no, no. I I think <laughs> it, after the fact, you're going to go into the mix, you're going to look at the EQ and you're going to make it a little bit lower and we're going to see how it sounds. Okay? Yeah. Deal. Beyond beyond that, I got some new equipment and I want to talk about Tell us about, Ask tell me. us, tell us about your equipment in your low voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
First of all, I bought a Ronin SC, which is a gimbal for my mirrorless Nikon camera. Oh. I want, I want to get into the video <laughs> aspect of things a little bit and have that steady cam going at all times so it can capture all the emotions of the scene. Well, this you know, is not terrifying about. at all. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I bought a 50 millimeter prime lens. Oh. Because the lenses that I have are a little bit too heavy. So I had to go a little bit shorter. Okay. So I can balance that baby nice, nice, nice. Uh, and I'm a big fan of the 50 mil, the nifty 50. Nifty 50. So, uh, hopefully this was done with a low voice. And, um, it's just yeah, you don't sound yourself. You sound very... Uh, we'll keep it this way yeah. for the rest of the podcast. No, we're going <laughs> to... We're I think we'll bring it up right now. We'll bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Right. That's fun. All here. right. What are we talking about today? You know, I don't know how many months ago, four, five, six, we did a clubhouse room. Treehouse. Treehouse, where we uh, were talking about the book. We we're trying to we we're trying to be interesting. We we're trying to have themes to our clubhouses uh, and not just ramble uh and we talked about the book the four agreements and related it to photography and i thought you know what that was done live uh and i thought it was a a very good conversation why don't we uh why don't we get that down in the books in the archives let's uh let's record it and talk about it again and and revisit that whole thing Uh, okay that's that's what i was hoping i'm about about you i'm about it so Four Agreements. Four Agreements is a book you've obviously read a lot of times. I have not read it. You've not. You got to read this, man. I know. I will. I will put the link to the book in the description. I didn't do that on the last episode. I realized. So I, if, oh. when you go back and look, it will be there. Man, search for meaning. I forgot that one. But um, when we talked about this, I think I remember I. You enlightened me onto what they were. Hmm. And I had thoughts that I added to them. So yeah. why don't you kind of run us, you seem to be much more well-versed in what this book is, why you want to share it today and how it relates to our photography practice. So you have the floor to start here. Thanks, my man. Uh, well, first of all, it's The Four Agreements. It's a short, teeny little book, a very quick read. Uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. Um, I, I just, I really enjoyed this book. Uh, there's, there's four rules, if you will, four rules to live by. And the point of the book is if you can master these four things, you're gonna, you will change your life. You will get rid of needless suffering. Um, emotional suffering, uh, in the mindset, um, will, will become stronger. You'll be able to navigate life that much easier. And in reading it, I couldn't help to think about some of the things through photography and the tie to social media, the tie to connections, the tie to your own work, your own voice in your head, uh, people's opinions, assumptions about other people, it, the list goes on and on and on, and we'll, we'll talk about the four agreements and what they kind of mean and where they come from, and then 
uh, Seth is sort of the the layman in here without having read the book, maybe we'll just mm. have a discussion and apply it to his life, my life, photography, um, life in general, and we'll we'll go from there. How's that? Absolutely. Sound? And I'm interested right. to see where these these concepts just where they lie, sort of with what my already view of the world, you know, or how I try to carry myself. So I'm interested. Awesome. Well, let's let's dive right in. The first agreement. Right, give me is the first the, agreement. What is it? I'm going to. That's what I was doing. Hey, Aaron, what is it? <laughs> get, I'm, I want to say it. Uh, <laughs> I did that a lot to you. It's funny. I'm going to keep doing it. We, you know what it is? It's the slight, we have like a 15 nanosecond delay because we're doing this mm. over the internet. And it, it it's amazing yeah. the change in just tonality and like reading someone's pauses and whatnot. I think mm. that's the reason. It's not okay. that you're incredibly rude. No, it is that. It's just no. that I don't want to hear you speak. So lay it on us, Aaron. What's the first agreement since you weren't going to tell us? And I, I had to ask for you to tell us. He doesn't want to hear me speak and he made me the co-host. That makes a lot of sense. That's great. All lay right. it on the us. Fir- the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Always tell the truth. Now. I just, yeah, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the intro to each thing and then we'll discuss. Okay. okay. We'll get the okay. vibe. Sure. We could do it in my low voice again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the, the first agreement is the most important one and also the most difficult one to honor. It is so important that with just this first agreement, you will be able to transcend to a level of existence I call heaven on earth. The first agreement is to be impeccable with your word. It sounds very simple, but is very, very powerful. Why your word? Your word is the power that you have to create. Your word is the gift that comes directly from God or the universe or whatever you want to say. The gospel of John in the Bible, speaking of the creation of the universe, says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, the universe. The word is God. Through the word, you express your creative power. It is through the word that you manifest everything. Regardless of what language you speak, your intent manifests through the word. What you dream, what you feel, and what you really are will all be manifested through the word. The word is not just a sound or a written symbol. The word is a force. It's a power you have to express and communicate, to think, and thereby to create the events in your life. You can speak what other animal on planet can speak. The word is the most powerful tool you have as a human. It is the tool of magic, but like a sword with two edges, your word can create the most beautiful dream or your word can destroy everything around you. One edge is the misuse of the word, which creates a living hell. The other edge is impeccability of the word, which will only create beauty, love, and heaven on earth, depending upon how it is used. The word can set you free or it can enslave you even more than you know. All the magic you possess is based on your word. Your word is pure magic and misuse of the word is black magic. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of spirituality. Yeah, I think we both did. But what's interesting about it is the, the word is used your word, your language to create your reality and to share your reality with someone else. So, you can ask me how my day was and I can say 
it was great. And that's it. Or I can give you a whole diatribe about every moment that happened. Or I could say, oh, I had to work. Life is uh, so I didn't want to get up today. I could be I could paint the story of my day however I want. And it's very important to be truthful to yourself and whom you're speaking with. So I think in having said that, if you are being truthful with what's going on, if you're just saying things as they are compassionately, it doesn't have to be rude, you don't, uh, but understanding that your word is powerful and, and people will hear you in a certain way and, and listen to you in a certain way and understanding that uh, as long as you are telling the truth, there isn't much argument that can be had. So I just think that's a, that's a good start uh, to life is just really trying to tell the truth. And if sometimes it's hard, we don't want to have the hard conversation, Seth, you know, I think that's, that's one of those things like we, we hide behind our words. So we don't have to say what we're really feeling sometimes or what's really going on or respond to someone in a certain way. Uh, And if that creates problems, right? Like if you're not, Mm. if you're not being honest, if you're, if you don't want to have that hard conversation and you keep something going, it can create a lot of problems. So being honest and impeccable with your word in life is important. In terms of photography, or before we get into that, any any thoughts, any comments, or should we just jump into photography? Yeah, no, I was just trying to kind of break down that, that there was a lot in there. Um, but sort of a way that I like to live is meaning what you say and saying what you mean which sounds mm-hmm. sort of cliche-y, but I think in previous episodes we've talked about, well, relating to social media and the, the photography community. I think you find a lot of it on Twitter too, is just people saying what they want others, what they think others want to hear, right? I think we're living slow, we're slowly starting to move into a dystopian Black Mirror episode where everyone is so determined to voice what they think other people want to hear because they think that it will serve themselves ultimately in the long run. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. I think we did an episode where we talked about needing more authenticity and, and, you know, not going out and being a dick, not going out and, and trolling or, but just when something is great, letting that person know it's great. When you disagree with something, letting somebody know you disagree with it. And that doesn't mean being a quote snowflake or soft or anything like that. But I think we need more authenticity. And to me, being impeccable with your word, to me, the first word that comes to mind is being living with integrity and also how you choose to label yourself. I mean, I can tie this into so many different mm-hmm. you know, episodes that you and I have done. I think, for example, saying you're a landscape photographer and your, your mission in life is to showcase earth's beauty for, for other viewers. And then you go and you do NFTs. Like that's not being impeccable with your word, mm-hmm. not to get back on that train, but just an example. Yeah. And, even what you tell yourself, like, oh, this post flopped. I suck as a photographer. Well, I mean, do that's you not or... the truth, right? Right. It's so even new... right there, you're not being, you're not living with integrity because deep down, yeah. you know, that's not true. 
Right. Or, or even talking about other people through your own lens is not a truth. It's, uh, I hate that guy. That guy's a real, uh, he, he, be careful with him. He's a, he can, uh, he'll backstab you. And whoever you're talking to now has that sort of agreement in their mind that has that truth in their head. Like, oh, that guy's a backstabber. I got to be careful. Well, maybe you just had a bad experience and you were exaggerating what happened or, or you had to do with what happened. And now you're spreading this sort of idea, this word, this black magic, as the book says, uh, to other people. And other people are taking that as truth. I think we take words as truth, right? What people say, we say, oh, that, that they said that. They said they love me and they want to be with me, but they, they never call or text. They're, they never want to hang out, but they keep saying they want to. Like we take it as truth. Uh, and I think that's kind of the point. Like be, be very careful with what you're saying to people uh, because they do take it for what it is. I think, another good, I think another good way to um, look at this as well is to understand that the vast majority of people will not be impeccable with their word and will not live with integrity, not to be negative, but just that's no. how a lot of people are. So I don't all the time. It's very hard. <laughs> that's what you want to hear. No, but I, I'm being, well, I'm being impeccable with my word right now. There you go. But what but I would I, like I, to say is that, <laughs> you know, using your example of, oh, they say they want to hang out or they want, or somebody says one thing. I live the, I live a life where I evaluate People vote with their feet, if that makes sense. People vote and show you who they are by what they do. Mm -hmm. So when you find somebody who, going back to, you know, my mean what you say and say what you mean, when somebody says something and then actually executes it, that's a very rare thing. And if you're someone who can do that, relating to photography, you'll be someone who gets hired. You'll be someone who gets praised online, who gets looked up to, uh, you know, not to make this about an ego thing, but just some of the byproducts of living wholesomely. Yeah, uh, I think so. Exactly. And, and to bring it to photography, if you're, if you're working with a company or you're doing product shots or you're doing portraits or whatever, you have to deal with money. It, you have to be, you have to be honest with what you expect, what you think the outcome will be, what you uh, can promise in terms of, you know, of course things happen, but what you're hoping to deliver. Um, you don't want to lie and say like, yeah, I can, I can do drone stuff, but you've never flown a drone before. I'll just be honest with it. You know, like, no, I've never done that. I feel like I can, I'm going to purchase one and practice and I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> or you, say, you know? yeah, I have, and you better learn quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but I think just putting yourself in a situation where uh, communication and the truthful communication, people can make the best decisions for themselves. So uh, that's a good one. That's a good one, right? Good stuff. And before we move on, mm -hmm. you were talking about, uh, you mentioned something there about working for a company as an example. I wanted to take a moment to shout out one of our listeners. I won't name who he is, but has been listening to the show from the start and just did his, just confirmed his first uh commercial gig pitched a company three photos mm -hmm. for nine hundred dollars so congratulations to you know who you are um but just an example of what can happen when you really put your mind to something maybe adopt some of the principles on this podcast not saying that's why but uh 
I will say no, there's definitely say a, a correlation between uh, having, you know, absorbing that kind of content or, or mindset constantly and, and going out and manifesting it. So, and just Anyways. a reminder that any gigs uh, that are accrued after listening to this show and we can check IP <laughs> records and we can check, uh, you know, time of listen and then the contract date, anything Absolutely. after listening to our show is just a standard 20%. Yeah. So just keep that in mind when you're pricing things out. You might want to add a little bit to the top if you know what I mean. Absolutely. All right. Hit us All right. Well, congratulations. Uh, agreement number two, my favorite one. Can I stop this you one? first? Yeah. Why, why is it called the agreement? Why is it an agreement? agreement? Why is it, it not a rule we, or is it, why is it not a philosophy or a principle? Why is it an agreement? Because he goes on to say that these are my words and I am, I am giving you my opinion. It's not also truth. You can choose to agree with them uh, or not. So what he's saying is words become agreements. Like if I say, um, Seth, I don't like your I don't like your contrast level on your photos. Your mind might take that as, huh, my contrast level on my photos sucks. Like I agree. And now it's a truth. So in any sort of conversation or words that people use, if people are accepting them and taking them in, they're agreeing to them. They're, it's an agreement. Like you said this, I'm agreeing. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you. So he's saying that these four agreements, these suggestions in life are coming from his perception and his view of the world as well. And he understands that, that that is his perception and you can agree or not agree. Got it. Okay. That's good context. All right. Good. Glad to help. Uh, my favorite one, don't take anything personally. Yeah. You talk about that a lot. I'm answering so quickly because I have them up in front of me. Good. Um, I do talk about it a lot because I think this one really helped me and does help me like currently and constantly in life. Um, I mean, I work in a school. I can deal with some uh, very happy parents, but I can deal with some angry parents at times, angry teachers at times. Uh, and being able to understand that, it's, this is not about me. It's their view of the world. And my little piece of that world is a part of it, but I'm not going to take that personally because that's their view. It's kind of like if I'm wearing a shirt and we have a hundred people in front of me and 65 people like it and 35 people don't, uh, is it a good shirt or a bad shirt? It's like, uh, I don't know. It depends who's looking. I like it. So if someone doesn't like it, I'm not going to be like, you're right. That's a bad show. I got to change that and throw it out. Uh, it's, it's their, it's their view. So it's like, none of it really should be a personal attack on you because it's through everyone's dream. Like the person might go, I'm wearing a gray Henley. Like I hate gray Henleys. My, my father used to always wear gray Henleys and he, uh, you know, he was abusive or, or what have you. I can't even look at that. That's his story. Like that's, that's his perspective. It doesn't make me wearing a gray Henley. I shouldn't take that personally. Like, Oh, that guy doesn't like me at all. Like, this is about me. I need to switch my clothing. I need to switch my style. Uh, that example is extreme, but 
in photography, especially in social media, especially taking things personally, both super positive and super negative, I think is detrimental. And if you can stay pretty even and neutral and just follow your path and take little tidbits here and there if you need to, but follow your path that you're going on, it is so much easier. Right. Yeah. And I think as well, I think this really ties into the idea that every single person on earth, their reality is different from one another. I think this is something I've been really trying to understand recently is that the way I think is not the same as anybody else on earth. The way you think and see things is not the same as anybody else on earth. And I feel like when once you understand that, you be, you can begin to understand that people are going to have their own view of the world and there's nothing you can do to change that. And it ultimately has no bearing on you, especially if they're strangers. You know, for example, if you just have someone who just is full of complete negative energy and, and toxic, that's kind of a them problem. I think where it can get difficult is maybe when there's people in your inner circle or family who are struggling, maybe negative, uh, down on themselves a lot. Like we said, mm-hmm. you tend to become who you hang out with. The five people mm-hmm. you spend the most time with, you become that per- you become uh, a, a product of that. Yeah. I think when you have just to use the example of somebody who's close to you who might be have a negative unique view of the world i think what really helps is well a maybe helping them see things in a different light and having them arrive at their own new perception and if that doesn't work be accepting that their view is their view and it ultimately does have no bearing on your success in your life moving forwards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think it, what, what people's view, if you agree with it, right? Again, back to the agreements. If you're agreeing with it, you need to check your own language and where that's coming from. So if someone walks down the street, uh, doesn't know me and goes, that guy's stupid. Uh, if I believe that I'm stupid, if I believe what he just said, I'm ingesting the poison, the black magic of his word and saying, how, how could he know I'm stupid? Is it that obvious? Uh-huh. Like, I, I feel like I'm stupid. Like that guy knows, does everyone know? Like that is my own issue and I'm taking it personally. That guy had no clue who I was. Right. So it, it gives you a huge reflection or trigger into what you are thinking yourself. Like what, what am I thinking about myself that that, that gets me down this negative spiral. Like if someone looked at me and said, you're a unicorn, I'd go, no, no, not. And it would have zero effect on me. I wouldn't take it personally. I'd just be like, that That makes no sense. Like I'm not a unicorn. I'm not, I'm a human. I, I don't know. Uh, but if they say something that I believe, that's when it hurts, right? That's when put downs hurt. If someone, if someone gets the thing that you're, you're questioning, about, if you believe it, yeah. If someone gets that thing uh, that you don't love, or you're insecure about, or you believe in yourself, then it hurts that much more. But once again, out of all the people in the world, some are going to think that, some are not going to think that. Uh, and if if everyone has sort of a different viewpoint, which one's true? 
None, I would say. You know, so it's like you have to you have to find your own self and 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 rewrite your own story so that when people are talking and saying things or giving you poison or yelling at you because um you know the 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 photo didn't come up to their standards of what they wanted for the ad and they're screaming at you maybe it's not so much the photo maybe it's they're having a really bad day or uh, you know, their parents are sick or something else is going on. It's not so much that you're the worst photographer, despite anything that they say, because the other person, you could get in the same photo and they'd be thrilled with it, or maybe they're not happy, but they'd handle it in a very calm way. So, right. So reacting to some, how someone else reacts, it can be a lot of needless suffering in, in your own mind. Uh, just allowing that in. Right. I think, yeah, I totally agree. And I think going back to, you know, that one year episode you and I did where you, you hosted me for the first time, mm-hmm. you were kind of, great time. Great time. you were kind of, you were asking me, or I guess you, you think that I, and I think you're right, have some sort of balanced life. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really, and you asked me a question about what makes me see red and I had some stupid answers that were just kind of like funny, like people in traffic and stuff, but I really don't really get that angry or defensive or feel attacked because i i think i've gotten to a point where i've i think this agreement number two don't think take things personally uh i think is one of the stronger suits of for me and that's because and this is one of my mantras is just that people will never uh people will what people do to you is a direct relation of how they feel about themselves in any given Mm -hmm. moment if that makes sense if people are you know telling you either directly or indirectly that you're stupid, it's because they think they are somewhere in there. Uh, you know, people who are confident and assertive and walking around sure of themselves aren't going around belittling people. Right. So when you understand that what people say or do is a direct re- is a direct relation of how they feel about themselves, you can begin to, I guess, detach, almost empath- right? detach and almost like empathize with that. Could you imagine mm-hmm. walking around? My thought goes to, when I see somebody like that, my thought goes to, wow, that must be really hard to walk around and living like that. I can't even imagine what that's like, <laughs> you know? And I think ultimately at the root of all anger and frustration and violence is fear. It really is. Yeah. You're afraid yeah. of something, either afraid you're not enough or afraid that's of looking one. stupid or afraid mm-hmm. of... You know, you name it. But when people are angry and frustrated and being rude, they're afraid and they're in a fearful state. And I think when you can slow down and have that moment of clarity, which, you know, that's what we're here doing, working our mind as a muscle to get to places like that, among other things, you cannot get yourself so worked up in those scenarios and be level and clear headed throughout, you know, whatever interaction or circumstance you're in, whether it's photography related or uh, just a typical relationship with a friend or a partner or what have you. Yeah. And again, I like to look at life as a, a flow of rainy days and sunny days, just like mm-hmm. the weather. Just That's why I love nature photography so much. It teaches you so much the connections between just the ebb and flow of nature and the ebb mm-hmm. and flow of life and good and bad and what we label as good and bad. And when you step away from that, that labeling, um, it, it becomes a lot 
easier, I think. Uh, as an example, with social media, there, there are so many times where I've been jazzed about a photo and I post it and it, it does, it flops, it does crappy. And you question everything. Did I do the wrong hashtags, wrong time of day? Uh, what, what's, what's the deal? Like you just kind of, you assess. And that, I think that's okay if you're doing it in a healthy manner. Uh, and vice versa. There's been times where, and it doesn't register as much, but it's equal. Where you have a photo where you're like, ah, this is just a space filler. Nothing great here. Pretty simple. And it does really well. And you're like, you're nicely, hmm. you know, you feel nicely like, oh, that's nice. But you don't, you don't sit on it as much as you do the photo that you like that didn't do well versus the photo you didn't like that did well. You kind of take that one for granted. As we've talked about before, we're negative biased and we get really offended by the one we put in uh, our effort and we loved it and we couldn't wait to post it and it, and it flopped. It got a percent of what we usually do in terms of engagement mm-hmm. or likes or whatever. And we take that like personally, like maybe I'm not that good at photography. And that's fear. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also taking the algorithm, the computer, the bots, the, this, the, that personally, like, Oh, this is a reflection on my art. No, it's not. What's not? And this is, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to jump in and this is where we've talked about this before is, you know, two things. One relating back to uh, a previous episode we did is focusing on qualitative metrics rather than quantitative metrics online. So not caring about number of comments, number of shares, number of likes or what have you, but rather focusing on the qualitative metrics. Uh, for example, you know, we'll use Dave Sanford again as an example, because we haven't used him enough times. Like when Dave Sanford comments on your post and that only did, you know, 200 likes, let's say, and says something really authentic and, and genuine, you know, that there, there is something about that shot that is meaningful or good or whatever adjective you want to use. But instead it's so easy to get caught up in the, why did this, why, you know, why did this only do 200? And Mm -hmm tying it into a previous, you know, what we were talking about earlier in this episode, which was if you don't really know what is good and what isn't good when everyone is saying sweet shot, man. And that's where it gets frustrating. And that's where you start questioning yourself as an artist, because there's no, where, where's, where are the lines in the road, right? And I think if everyone on social media, at least everyone listening, really, really was honest. Like I've gotten into a habit now where even close friends, if I see a photo that I just don't like, I'm literally not going to like it because I feel like that ultimately does a disservice, right? You're not being authentic. You're not being voting for what you... Word. Yeah, you're not voting for what you actually like. I mean, we all know the the mindless scroll and double tap, scroll and double tap. Oh, I know mm-hmm. him. I'll give a like. That doesn't help. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it doesn't. What a jerk you are. Yep. You but at least I'm like honest. At least I'm honest, though, dude. Admit Straight it. up. I wish Admit everyone it. was like that and said what they meant. No, it, you're You're right. What a pleasant world that would be when you, where everyone, have you seen that episode of Black Mirror where 
you end up getting a rating. Yeah. People rate you one. at every interaction. And, reputation. and they're doing that in China, by the way. Are uh, they really? So, and you can't even get an yes. apartment if you're like below a 4.5 star. So everybody's yep. just walking around as these fake people being nice. And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, if I am nice to this person, they'll rate me a good way. We are living in that time and it's horrendous. Yeah, it's it's not good. And we we weigh it too heavily. I If you think about, I just, this hit me. If you think about like the the most trend-setting artists in history i'm going to music and like because that's what i i know most of but um they didn't give an f you know like they mm-hmm. they just they did they had a vision they had their thing they did it and they did it relentlessly and they didn't give a rat's ass about the interviews or the fame screw the fame I don't care. Like, let's, let's wreck this hotel room. Uh, I'm not suggesting anyone go do that. Uh, but the point being is if everyone, oh God, if, if everyone's so worried about the Rolling Stone review of their album, we'd have such crap out there. It'd all be the same crap based on how the five critics that wrote about it viewed music and what a boring world that would be. So I think to pander to, the trends and the, oh, I hate bright colors, but it's fall time to go bright. Um, <laughs> you know, if it's not coming from like a true place where you're enjoying it, like, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Man? Right. But I mean, if you're getting enjoyment out of posting that and you like it, yeah, that's great. Awesome. You're doing the I'm right doing thing. It. I'm doing it. I like it. I'm but doing it too. I my, loved having my drone in the air and seeing the colors from the yeah. sky and sharing with people and making their day. You know what I mean? But I mean, I think what you're saying is like, if you're just doing it, you know, like you're maybe, maybe you're frowning as your drones in the air. Cause you're like, fuck, I don't want to do, I want to be inside doing this. Um, but you're, so you're yeah. doing it just so that you end up on art of visuals or something. That's what you're saying. Yes. Uh, that, that was not a diss at Colin and our, my buddy Ben and myself. <laughs> It is fall season in New England. It's just on my head. Uh, but the fall warriors. Me, typically for me, like my style is a little bit darker and moody and wildlife and whatnot. And now I'm doing all these bright fall colors, which in my head I know is a short season and it's a mm-hmm. palette cleanser, if you will. It, it people enjoy it and it's it's fun to change it up for sure. Let me let me do it a different way. If if I saw, Seth, if I saw one of your photos of a portrait, like on your portrait page, and I went and I went like this, holy, that got oh, that page has like a thousand followers, but he got three thousand likes for that portrait. Oh, I need, I'm gonna start doing portraits. Like, if it doesn't come from me, it comes from like me trying to beat the system and get likes and followers. Then it's to me. A bit of garbage. Personally, that's my person. But don't don't listen to me. Don't take anything personally. That's the agreement <laughs> that we're on. So, everyone relax. If you do portraits, that's great. Just everyone, calm down. Screw ya. Get off the show. Down. Stop listening. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Third agreement. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. Very similar to what we've just been talking about. Yeah, we can tie it in quickly. I think, but I think this is a. This is an awesome one. And here's a great story. Uh, 
my we I we have a we have a photo gig coming up. It's a it's a good one. The origin story of that was one email contact, one phone call, and seven, I repeat, seven unanswered emails. At that point, at actually number like two or three, I was like, this is not going well. <laughs> like, I think I've lost, like the fish is off the line. It's gone. But I did not make assumptions and cower and put my tail between my legs and be like, I'm not, I'm going to save my pride and not reach out again. Like I can't deal with the embarrassment of someone not responding. I didn't take it personally. I didn't uh, make assumptions. And I just nicely kept saying like, Hey, you seemed very interested. I'm curious where we are. I haven't heard from you. I'm curious where we are. Then I reached out to the original contact and said, I haven't heard from this person. A yes or a no is fine. I would just like to know we need to book something for the fall if this is going to happen. And they were like, oh my God, Uh, two top bosses quit this summer. It's been crazy. I'm so sorry that person didn't get back to you. I will forward this and hand it to them personally. They will get back to you today. And they did. They apologized profusely and the job was on. Uh Uh-huh. Had I taken things or made assumptions, I should say both personally and made assumptions about what the truth was, I could have been in deep trouble and there's no way they would have ever reached out to me again. Not maybe not again, but not for this job. Like it it was gone. Like that guy got busy. That guy had to cover for the company. And this was the last thing on his mind. Uh, It was me just trying to be polite and get the truth and talk nicely and whatnot that created the situation to become alive again. So I think, uh, you know, that is a, that's a huge point for the don't make assumptions and Mm -hmm. just try to have the courage to ask. That's the big part of that chapter is don't make assumptions about why someone's mad at you. Have the courage to say like, Hey, is something going on? No. Okay, cool. Uh, have the courage to have the hard conversation. Don't just assume we talked about it last time with the, the red receipt on DMS. Mm -hmm. Like what if the person is driving or in the middle of the ER with their son? Like, don't say like, oh, he left me on red. Like that's a, that's a very, um, well, that's a brazen message to me that they don't want to talk to me. I guess they think they're better than me. Like, dude, calm down. You, you like give it a minute and then maybe ask like, Hey, uh, I've written you a couple times and you're not writing back. Like, is everything cool? Are we good? Right. No? Okay. What's going on? How can I be better? Okay. All right, noted, uh, you know, and then move on. But I think that's a huge one to uh, save a lot of problems from coming up. Don't make that assumption. I think making assumptions directly causes drama. Mm-hmm. Right. And I come from a place of my life is drama free. You know, I mean, I got no time for, you know, friends or, um, I'm in, well, I'm in a relationship that has no drama, but just like, I'm not, I, I don't, I, why would you want that in your life? Right. And why, if, to take it even further, why would you create that through making assumptions that have zero merit and are based on nothing other than poor mindset principles? Right. Yeah. So I think when you make, you, when you assume 
especially when it leads to almost like a, a paranoid level. You create drama for yourself and you ultimately, that's when you hear about uh, people who self-sabotage themselves and don't even know they're doing it, I think tend to be people who maybe haven't mastered this disagreement yeah. that don't make assumptions. Yeah. Because when you do, you create a giant story that leads to, and when you tell yourself that story enough times, if it's, even if it's not true, it leads to an event that is drama fueled, like a blow up in a business interaction or a blow up with your partner or, or what have you. Yeah. And I, okay. So there's, there's a stimulus. There's something that gets you, uh, the red receipt, right? Uh, that happens on a, on a, what day is it? It's a Wednesday. It happens Wednesday night. I get a red receipt from someone. Okay. Uh, I don't talk to them until Saturday. We make contact. If I make the assumption that they don't like me and they're pissed at me and I did something wrong, what could have I done? My brain can go down a very, very negative spiral for the next four days until we talk. Maybe it was this. Do you think they're mad at this? Do they, do they think I stole their composition? Like you can go crazy with the reasons why they put you on red receipt. And usually none of them are uh, externally focused. They're all internally focused. Like this is because of me, 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 that they did read my message and not respond. They must be mad at me. So for four days, I am suffering needless suffering about the reasons why this person doesn't like me. Saturday, mm -hmm. they get back to me and go, Aaron, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't get back to you. Um, I, I got into a horrible accident Wednesday night and I've been in the hospital for two days. Um, I am just like getting back to things and uh, hope you're good. And then you're like, Oh shit. Like I just, first of all, I hope they're okay. And Oh my God. Like I just for four days was like making them to be the bad guy and I'm a jerk and this, that, and the other. And what a waste of time. What an absolute waste of time. Cause it was all wrong stuff based on assumptions. So I think, I think that's a lesson too of like, you know, wait or have the, have the hard conversation and, and that's it. And like, just wait for the answer. Don't, assume the answer. Don't make up the answer in your head. Don't go down a negative uh, vortex of hell just because you are trying to fit in, fill in the missing pieces. Absolutely. And I think one of the best fallback questions ever, if you're in a position of doubt, is to ask someone, what do you mean? That's it. What do you mean? When someone says something that could be labeled as vague or ambiguous. Help get yeah. some clarity, you know, avoid, <laughs> avoid fueling or buying into the, a potentially dramatic situation. No drama. Yeah. Our life is no a drama-free drama zone. This is a perfect time for the auto-tune feature on this box. Drama-free zone. Drama-free zone. <laughs> T-Pain in the building. I love it. What a corny feature. <laughs> It's just a pitch correction. When you're singing, it like it modulates a little bit to fix if you're a little flat, which sometimes I could be. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, anyways, the last agreement. And this My is favorite one. one. With photography and life in general, but this is the photographer's mindset. So I like to tie it in. But always do your best. 
whatever your best may be. And that changes from day to day. So understanding that, that it's not always perfectly sunny and 70 degrees, unless you live in San Diego. Uh, But there's going to be bad days. You're going to feel sick. You're going to feel crummy. You're going to feel burnt out. You're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel hyper. Like there's going to be different levels of your best and understand that in those moments you can do your best and your best might not be your absolute best, but it might be the best for the day. And if you can do your best in every moment, whether it's editing or doing a composition or making the best of a vacation or a relationship, whatever it is, if you can say every day, I I did my best on this, then there's no self-loathing or not as much self-loathing as if you know, uh, I really mailed that one in and now I lost the job because of it. Uh, I lost the gig. Um, I wish I did better. I wish I planned a little bit more. I could have. Instead, I watched Netflix and chilled. Uh, and those are the moments that eat away from eat away at you. So always do your best, Seth. Absolutely. And you know, not to not to shit too hard on the Netflix and chill. Sometimes like you need that. Right. But I get what you're saying if you've totally just like burned tons of protective hours. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll just keep it simple. I mean, like when I'm lying in bed, I I generally have this thought come through my head once once a night before I fall asleep is, did you do your best? And 99% of the time I'm answering yes. And that's probably why I'm able to fall asleep. Maybe that's just the kind of person I am. But mm-hmm. I think you owe it to yourself to do nothing less than your best, especially with photography. That's your name that you're putting out there on your work. You know? Yeah. That's your name at the bottom of an email, right? Mm -hmm. I think reputation is so important. I mean, it seems like Instagram and and this photography community is so large and so vast, but you constantly see the same names coming across your screen and for good reason, right? It's a lot smaller than you think. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think always doing your best is something so simple. It's not difficult to work hard. Right. That's no. at the end of the day, yeah. that's one of the easiest things you can do because working hard doesn't require any specific skill. Working hard is not a skill. It's a mindset and it's an attitude. Right. And it's again, it's not it's not killing yourself like working so hard and not no. you know that that whole uh, hustle culture. It's absolutely it's not, not. Quite that. It is it is just when you're, when you're folk, I, I love the idea of segment intention. So you can break your day up into segments as small as like, I'm stepping into the shower right now, uh, or I am going to get into my car and drive to work that segment of time, segment intention in that time. I want to, I'm going to brainstorm while I'm driving this 30 minutes, I'm going to brainstorm three ideas for pitches. I want to focus on the road. I want to be very careful. I want to stay uh, not distracted by my phone. I'm going to keep my phone away from me. Uh, I am going to stop and get coffee and I'm going to show up to work on time. All right. That segment is done. I did the best I could. 
Now I'm going into the building. Uh, I'm going to work. I'm going to focus today. I'm going to be polite. I'm going to be truthful, like whatever it is. So every segment of your life, you can break down and just say like, here's my intentions. Here's what I would like to do. Am I going to do, am I going to do my best? Am I going to do what I'm supposed to do? Am I going to do it well? And then at the end of the day, I think you can say like, yeah, uh, I, I did everything I wanted to do. I did it to the level I wanted to do. Could it have been better? Sure. I have a headache. Uh, it was a tough day. I did the best that I could. Uh, right. Or I, I killed it. But either way, you're sort of just putting out your to-do list in little segments and nailing them mm-hmm. and and moving through it versus just looking at the entire day uh, right. and being like, uh, I got to edit later. I got to go to work. And just kind of everything's blending in together. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it can get messy. And then you realize, oh, I didn't, I didn't, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do those three things. Or uh, I was distracted when I was editing. I didn't make that its own time. I wasn't organized with my time management. Um, I don't know about you, but I did way better in school when I was in sports. Because I had uh, school, sports, and a very limited time to do homework. So all my time was segmented into these very small concrete time zones where I had to get things done. And my schoolwork became much better versus when I came home without sports and had seven hours before I go to bed, it's very easy to be like, I'll do that after my snack. I'll do that after dinner. I'll do that after the show. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm rushing and I'm exhausted. Now Mm -hmm. I did not do my best that I could have. So mm-hmm. those are the four agreements and I like it. that was just under an hour. I like it. Incredible. I like it very much. Everyone yeah. I mean, the one, read the book. And this time it will be in the show description. It will be. I wish <laughs> Seth would do his best with this show description. <laughs> yeah. You know, holy moly. And uh, maybe I'll pick up the book and read it. Because I usually buy every book that you mention. Yeah, and let's let's make sure that you do read that for sure. Yeah, so. I will. Absolutely. So we can talk and again, about uh, again, thanks to Colin for that uh, that heater for the cover art here. If you're listening on Spotify, you can see that. That's at Colin underscore McGahan. I probably am not yeah. saying it right, but you know what? I did my best. It's, it's Mick Gahan. Mick Gahan. Colin Mick Gahan. Mick Gahan. Say it one more time. Colin McGahan. McGahan. It's not that. All right. Uh, I really like this chat. I got a lot to think about now going to bed. Seth, can we, can I say goodnight to everyone and you lower my voice one last time? All right. Absolutely. Here we go. Say goodnight in your low voice. Everyone, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for tuning in to the Photographer Mindset Podcast. Seth and I had a real pleasure tonight talking to you fine folks about the four agreements and we hope that you can use this information to better your lives, better your mindsets, and get out there and do the best that you can. Thanks so much for listening. Good night.